Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, everyone. Thanks. Oh, I am booming. Sorry, Anita. <laughs> hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for Ask the Expert in Texas. I'm Kristen Diaz. I'm David Rankin. Yesterday, Elon Musk told Fox News he stopped the federal government from snooping on direct messages when he bought Twitter. He also says there are more changes coming to Twitter in the next couple of days, and the site is now breaking even, maybe. What is the future of Twitter as a social media platform? On today's Ask the Expert, we're joined by our tech expert and freelance journalist, Ian Shuri. He's in the KRLD Zoom room. Ian, thank you so much for the time. Thanks for having me. Do you buy the whole concept that Musk stopped the feds from spying on us through Twitter, even through our DMs? Look, I I think that it is not beyond reason to say that it's it's tough to take him at his word every time he says something. Uh, we've had too many instances now where Musk has said one thing and it's turned out that factually, literally at that exact same time, that was not what was going on. And so is it possible? Absolutely. I mean, just take what we learned from Edward Snowden 10 years ago now and what was going on in terms of the government's capabilities to read our emails, to be able to read and follow our phone messages and everything. Yeah, it, it totally lives within the realm of reason. Is it what's happening? I don't know. And unfortunately, without a smoking gun or literally him showing us the files, uh, which you know he could do if he wanted to, um, but he hasn't, we, we don't actually know whether this is true. I'm curious if, it's a misconception that our personal messages are secure from others to see. Oh, absolutely. They're not, they're not secure. And you should never trust messaging on any social network. I, we have seen, uh, if you read, for example, excellent book written by two New York Times reporters about, uh, about Facebook when they were going through all the really tough stuff a couple of years ago, right? Um, one of the things we learned from that book was that they were able to read the the text the messages that were being done inside of Facebook? Uh, you know, there is also indications we've seen photos that were during you remember the Twitter files, right? This was a independent journalist who was brought on to essentially uh, talk about the old version of Twitter before Elon Musk and kind of trash all of that stuff. Um, he actually published a photo that showed that it seemed like the content moderation teams at least had an ability to go into your direct messages. So look, the reality is, of course, none of the stuff is, is safe from these companies. Does that mean that they're going to just 
you know, go into your messages with abandon and they don't care. And no, they, they have to have you trust them at least enough that you're using their platforms. So I don't know what the right answer is, right? I think that the reality is if, you, if you're worried about this type of stuff, then yeah, you shouldn't be trusting these people with your information. That's for sure. There are some stories that have come out lately in the last couple of days talking about, for example, how Twitter is going to handle hate speech, that it won't right. ban it, but it's, not, it's going to be more limited in scope, but it's not getting banned off of the site. Is this the whole yeah. part of the Elon Musk believing in free speech? To a degree, right? I mean, he came on Twitter saying that he was going to be this free speech champion, right? And and kind of return Twitter to its its position back from, we'll call it 2014-ish, right? Where it was the free speech wing of the free speech movement is what people used to call it. Um, but the, the truth is that a lot of people who've been following the world of social media feel like he's just repeating a lot of the stuff that we saw Facebook and YouTube and Twitter learn over the last decade, right? This idea of reducing reach, but allowing speech is, is fundamental to the way Twitter used to work. And, and you know, even if you go back a couple of years ago, I would argue that some people on Capitol Hill would call that shadow banning, mm -hmm. right? And so now we've gotten to a point where He's got his. He's got the keys to the car. He realizes that there are parts of it that are not exactly working the way he thought it was, and he needs to actually moderate stuff. He can't just let people say whatever they want, and so now he's doing okay. Well, you know what? That shadow banning thing. I'm not going to call it that because everyone's going to hate me if I do. But I'm going to do essentially what that was because yeah, that does make sense in some cases. So I don't know. I don't know what it's going to turn into, but I do know that a lot of experts look at him and say. Gosh, if only he'd listened to the original Twitter employees before he fired them all. Yeah. I'm curious, going back to the security of our messages, uh, you know, will Twitter blue add any protection? And how is this also different from, for example, Apple allowing the FBI into right. users' devices? So first off, the answer to Twitter blue, no clue, right? I mean, literally stuff that Elon Musk has promised that would be in Twitter blue still haven't happened, like having half as many ads or stuff like that. No, that's happened. And that's, I mean, it's not a ding on him indirect, uh, directly, right? Like maybe he just hasn't had the time or the energy, or maybe he's decided not to, but he's he, he changes his mind so often, it's hard to actually keep track of what Twitter blue is supposed to be, which is by the way, his subscription service that's supposed to save the company. Um, so the, the thing about your messages, one of the things to keep in mind is that there are instances where the tech industry has actually uh, proven its mettle, if you will, in, in protecting your messages from the government. And, and, and the best example of that actually comes from Apple, right? And uh, you may remember they went up against the FBI. This was back 2015, I think it was 2016, um, after the San Bernardino terrorist, right, the shooter, that his phone was taken by the FBI. They tried to get into it. It was it was encrypted, which means all the data was jumbled up and behind a password, and they couldn't get into it. And they asked Apple, hey, you got to help us, right? We're the FBI. We've got to, we have a warrant. We want this. And the Apple said, we don't have a way to break into our phones. And in fact, we don't plan to build one. And we don't think that you should be allowed to force us to build a way to crack into our phones. That's not that's not that's not American. That's not right. 
and it turned into this big court battle, right? And so Apple, at the end of it, you can debate how you feel about them, but they were able to point to that and say, hey, look, we didn't agree with the government. And in fact, we didn't even work with them. And they ended up having to go to this Israeli security firm that cracks other people's iPhones for for like, you know, terrible regimes all around the world. That's how the FBI got into it. So, you know, that's one example. There are companies like Signal, by the way, Telegram, WhatsApp, who have also kind of bet the farm, as it were, right, made their name on offering you secure communications. iMessage from Apple obviously is similar. That's different from the way that Facebook and Twitter and YouTube do messaging. And, you know, there's starting to be kind of a thing where they're all overlapping. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, now called Meta, um, has said that he wants all of our messages to be encrypted, which means in theory, not government accessible. But, you know, a lot of people trust him about as far as they can throw him. So I don't know. Other issues in dealing with Twitter in the last couple of days, the CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, and NPR pulling down their pages because of Twitter labeling, labeling them as government-funded media. In fact, yeah. today, Musk said he changed the tag to the CBC for 69% government-funded media, which is accurate, but it still has that label to it. Yes, and it, it proves that no matter how rich you are, you can't buy being funny. Um, because obviously he's trying to make an internet joke. But the the thing is that that you know they haven't pulled down their pages to be clear. They they just have stopped using Twitter. And they've said, you know, look, we we don't we're not going to participate in a platform that undermines our credibility. And a lot of media insiders, and I, I admit I, I read a lot of those media insiders, and arguably I'm one of them as well, uh, would argue that he is conflating different ways of funding and different ways of working to undermine you know, nationally recognized media publications that often make him upset, right, and make his friends upset. And that's that's frustrating, right? It, it feels like suddenly there's an agenda here that is, you know, very different from the debates that were happening before about social networking, where it was, you know, are they are they are they are they trying to reduce bad speech so much that they're starting to hurt conservative voices? Are they doing all these other things? There, you know, this is now becoming a thing of taking media and and literally delegitimizing it on the platform. And so CBC standing up, a lot of people are cheering for them for that. Same thing with NPR. And honestly, I'm I'm not surprised that they've done that. New York Times as well has started, uh, you know, kind of getting upset about the fact that they took away its blue check mark, right? Even though it doesn't matter, and like they don't want the blue check mark. What they want is not to be actively delegitimized, and um, you know, let their work show for itself, right? And let their let who they are stand for itself, and don't just put effort into making them less than they are. So I think that's going to be really interesting to watch. I imagine that this is just the beginning. I imagine a number of media organizations are going to say, you know what, we're done. We're not, it's not worth the trouble. Um, it is not, it, it doesn't produce, even though Elon Musk says that Twitter is very important to media, it reduce it, the amount of, of data and we've seen it from all sorts of publications. Twitter does not refer a lot of people to news articles. So you know, they don't have a financial reason to do it. It's just literally because a lot of people were on Twitter and the president of the United States was on Twitter. And so, yeah, why wouldn't you? But now 
a lot of people are leaving because they're upset. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that specifically. I mean, we talk a little bit about the bullying of these corporations or, you know, these organizations, but for just everyday users, are they truly losing interest in Twitter or are they kind of like, well, if it doesn't happen to me or it's not going to happen to me. So they have this, you know, um, uh, careless attitude toward it. But, you know, there are a couple of data points I want to, I want to think about, right? One is that um, it's impossible almost to tell how many people are real on Twitter, right? We learned that before when there was discussion about bots. And uh, in fact, researchers continually tell us that even though the companies think they know how many bots are on their platforms, they don't really. Um, there's ever more research that shows that, you know, normal people, and I'm air quoting here, are not actually normal people. They might be working on behalf of a, of a regime that's trying to influence American opinion or vice versa, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot to think, think about there, right? The next thing also to think about is that, you know, okay, let's say there are normal people on Twitter, all right? I'm sure there's at least six of them. Are those people upset? Well, the reality is that the indications we've seen are that the people who were prone to support Musk at this point are very happy, right? And the people who were not likely to agree with him are very unhappy, but they're still using Twitter. I would argue probably that when all is said and done, number of people using Twitter might have dipped. He has not given us data and he has not given us data that is comparable. So I can't even trust the data he's given us. But I, I would he says that usage is at an all-time high. I do believe him there. So it, the question is, okay, are people actually using it? And is it still influential? Right now, it's still influential, right? We're talking about it right here. We're spending how many minutes talking about it on a, you know, you you only have so many minutes in the day you can dedicate to your newscast on this. So that says something, right? I don't know what it'll mean though in six months, in a year. And if he continues to chase people away and upset the people who actually build the platform, right? The journalists, the politicians, the celebrities, then eventually its reason for being is going to disappear. Speaking of which, on Thursday, the legacy blue check marks are supposed to go away. He said that they were going to go away on April 1st. Now it's 420 where these blue checks are going to go away. Is the blue check going to end up being more like a more like a scarlet letter anymore? It says only people that have paid for Twitter blue have the blue checks. And, you know, if you have that, blue that check, is its own. Yeah. And in and, and fact, uh, scarlet letter, you make a very good point there. Right. Uh, is that a number of people have actually looked at, you know, Part of the promise of blue check marks now is not just, oh, you're supposedly important. That's what it was before. And by the way, you know, for the record, and I've written before, I don't care about my blue check mark. I know a lot of people say, well, yeah, it's easy to say you don't care when you have one. But no, I, I'm, I'm not going to pay for it for the future either, for the record. But the other thing is that I think what has been really interesting is that the blue check mark now supposedly gets you into the for you tab, right? It gets you to the top of conversations and all that stuff. And so there have been now people who follow whenever there's someone who tweets supportive of Elon Musk, right? There's an argument happening. Everyone's angry at him and someone tweets out support. Suddenly someone says, oh yeah, that person paid for Twitter blue. They're, they're, they're silly enough to pay $11 just to be a part of this conversation, right? And so actually it does have a scarlet letter aspect to it. I, you know, when, when April 20th happens, we'll be able to say again, if he takes away all the blue check marks from people who won't pay like myself, mm -hmm. we'll be able to say, well, are those people legitimately, you know, influential, important, 
you know, meaningful people who are beyond just being who they are. And everyone has a voice and everyone deserves a voice. But I'm talking about regulators, lawmakers, right? People who are actually making impact in the world on a daily basis that affects millions of people every day, right? Not just having a voice. Are those the real people who are on Twitter or is it just the people yelling at each other? And that that's going to be the real question at that point. Ian Scherr is a freelance journalist and our tech expert here on Ask the Expert. Ian, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 